This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Keep praying for the things in our nation and our city, and I encourage you to pray right now over all our ones that are graduating. You know, a lot of times this time of year, it seems like that, man, the devil goes crazy and he goes after them. So let's just lift them up and keep them in our prayers that God watch over them, protect them this time of year. But a lot going on. Now, if you got a Bible, go with me to Romans 12. I've been talking about the Word of God, the significance of the Word of God. And remember some of our main texts, John 17, 17. The, the Bible said, or the Lord Jesus said, Sanctify them by truth. Your Word is truth. So we got to get those things in there. Allow the Word of God to sanctify you. Now, what we believe, guys is a result of what we think. And if we think wrong, then we'll believe wrong. Now, how do I think wrong? When I don't think in line with the Word of God, I'm going to think wrong, okay? So think of it this way. When I think wrong, I will believe wrong. And when I believe wrong, I will act or behave wrong. So, so much of what takes place in our life comes from how we think. So I say again, think in line with the Word of God. How do we do that? Well, you've got to become a student of the Word of God. You've got to study the Word of God. You've got to read the Word of God. You've got to embrace the Word of God. And you've got to obey the Word of God. And this is what I'm talking about, that it, it becomes a pattern of my life, that everything that I do is dictated because of the Word of God. And so ultimately, once again, it comes back to this. The mind is the forerunner of everything I do. I think wrong, I'll believe wrong. And I believe wrong, I'm going to act wrong. Now, let's start tonight in Romans 12, verse 1. And we got there just a little bit last week, but let's hit it again. I beseech you, or I plead you with you, therefore, brethren, body of Christ, born-again believers, By the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, God wants us to be a living sacrifice. He doesn't want us to sacrifice animals anymore. He wants us. And he wants us to be a living sacrifice. How would that look? Well, he goes on to say that, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Devoted. For me to live holy before him, acceptable to God. You know what acceptable to God is? That's pleasing to him. When I please him, how do I please him? I obey him. I do what he asks. And ultimately says, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. Now, let's, let's highlight that for a little bit. That word conform means to be molded or shaped. He says there, And do not be conformed. Don't be molded. Don't be shaped by what? Look what he says. To this world, referring to this godless system, or the patterns of this age. So I can't be conformed. I can't be molded by the world. One translation says, don't be so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in even without thinking. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. 
This is what he's telling us. And so when you look here for every one of us, I'm either going to allow the world to conform me or look what he says next. And this is the Apostle Paul writing. He says, but be transformed. That word transform means to be changed. And we talked about it last week. The change we're talking about is the difference that you see from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Well, the change he's talking about is the difference from a sinner to a person that's righteous. Now, the next thing he tells me and you is he says, but be transformed. How am I transformed or how am I changed? He said, by the renewing of your mind. What am I to renew my mind to? The Word of God. i got to fix my attention on the Word of God. And, and this is what he's talking about here. To renovate my mind. To change the way I think. And so the way that happens is when I begin to think in line with the Word of God, things begin to happen. Now that was one of the prescriptions that the Lord gave Joshua in Joshua 1.8. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. And you will meditate on it therein day and night. Notice he said therein day and night. He didn't say just on Sundays. So I got to get a dose of the word of God on a daily basis. And I renew my mind to it. And I begin to think in line with the word of God. And when I think in line with the word of God, it'll change the way I believe. And it'll change the way I act. And people will say, well, that's just Christian science. No, it's Christian sense. I just got to get lined up with the word of God. So he goes on and tells me here, and be renewed of your mind that you may prove what is that is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Now, the proving there is to, to practice or live it every day. That's where he's going with it. So here's a thought for everyone that's in here. Where the mind goes, the man follows. What you think on is ultimately what you're going to act on. And God's word never changes, but God's word does have the power to change us. And so you get in the word, and once again, God will get into us. Now, listen real close here. The word of God never changes. Never changes. Now, I'm going to say something. I'm going to clarify it here. But we are all not the same. None of us in here are, are, are the same. And you say, whoa, Pastor, what do you mean? Here's what I'm talking about. Some of us in this room will believe the word, and some of us won't. Some of us in this room will act on the word, and some of us won't. So really, when you look at that, we're not all the same. And that's how God, he, he set it up, and he gives us a choice. I don't have to believe the Word of God. I don't have to live in line with the Word of God. But if you want to serve God, and you want to see the things of God in your life, you've got to get a hold of the Word. And the way I get a hold of the Word is I get into the Word of God. Now, let me ask you something. What's your view of the Word of God? Think about that just a second. For everyone, is it? How do I view the Word of God? Do I view it as multiple choice? I can take a little bit of this, a little bit. Or do I view it as the final authority? Do I view it as this is my pattern, my blueprint for life? And to have the things of God in your life, i got to agree with God. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. 
Now go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, right there to your right. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And when you get here, you're going you're gonna to say, I've, I've read this passage before. And this will be a very uh, a familiar passage to many of you. But listen, we've got to get this on the inside of us because this ultimately is going to deal with our mind. And that's where we're really focusing on here tonight for the most part is our mind. To renew my mind, to renew my mind, to renovate my mind to the Word of God. You know, growing up, guys, I, I, I never did hear the Word of God, really. I didn't know the significance of the Word of God. I mean, when I would hear Bible stories, I didn't know what they were talking about. It blesses me to, man, when I hear some of your children, they quote the Bible and do, as a young age, that's incredible. I mean, I was an adult. I remember one of the first times I spoke. I spoke on the book of Job, but instead of Job, I called him Job. I didn't know the difference. I've been known to put... To put Job in the belly of the well instead of Jonah. But something happens when you start getting a hold of the word of God. There is a transformation and it will work. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Now Paul here admits he's a human being. But he goes on to say some things here that he says, We do not war... Or we do not fight with the weapons of mankind. Now, just with that statement right there, he tells me and you, we are going to have to war, we're going to have to fight, but it's not with carnal weapons, fleshly weapons. Verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh or carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, a stronghold, guys is first established in the mind. That's where it takes off at. And a stronghold gear has, has uh, the, the, the strongness on my life in an area that we've given ourselves over and over and over to called, we could call bondage. Something that's got you bondage. How many of you have ever been in bondage? And some of you say, I'm in bondage right now. I've been there. I was, I was bound. The stronghold of alcohol dominated me. So he's telling me right here that there's these weapons here, guys, that, that are, are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, once again, these strongholds are due to a certain way of thinking. Really? Yeah, you're going to see it more and more the farther we go. And a lot of people would say, but you know what? The way I act and the way I behave, I can't help it. How many of you have ever said, I can't help it? Now think about what God just said there, or the Apostle Paul said through the Word of God here. He said that we have weapons that are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So you know what that tells me? There's some things that the kingdom of God that, that, will, that will apply to every one of us, and those are found in Ephesians 6, 6 verses 10 through 18. You can read them. But there are certain things that we can get a hold of, every one of us in this room, that will help us pull down these strongholds, okay? So, man, when you, when you say, I just can't help it, yeah, you can. Get a hold of the Word of God. So he goes on. He goes on here. He says, let's read it again. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Can I tell you a little bit about the devil? And I hate to give him much publicity at all. But he knows your weaknesses. 
He knows your, your insecurities. And understand this about the devil. He doesn't attack your strengths. He attacks your weaknesses. And so there are certain areas that when you cave into it, understand this. He's going to keep coming after you, and he's going to keep coming after you, okay? So, let's look a little bit farther about what the Word of God tells us here. Verse 5, casting down arguments. One of the best translations I can find on that says false arguments. So what am I do with false arguments? I'm to cast it down. How do I know it's false if it doesn't line up with the Word of God? The Word of God is truth. So he tells me, you got to cast down false arguments... And every high thing, a high thing would be human theories and human reasonings. So he's given me some insight here. Get rid of of false arguments, cast down human theories and human reasonings, and he says these things that what? They exalt themselves against the Word of God or the knowledge of God. They contradict the Word of God. So anytime anything contradicts the Word of God, what am I to do? Man, I'm to cast it down. I'm to get rid of it. That's why it's important you know the Word of God. Over and over in Jesus' life, especially in Luke 4, when the devil went after Jesus and he started putting thoughts in Jesus' mind, remember how Jesus combated him? Jesus spoke the Word back to him. Jesus knew the Word of God. See, the Word of God, guys, when you speak it out of your mouth, and I'm jumping ahead for the next few weeks, But when you speak it out of your mouth, according to Ephesians 6, 17, it says the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. So when you know the Word of God, and and the devil tries to bombard you with certain thoughts, just speak the Word to him. Speak the Word. And I'm going to tell you, you start quoting the Word to the devil, it'll shut him up. Remember what it did with Jesus? I mean, he ultimately left. So he goes on and tells us here, that we're to cast down these high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity. So he tells me here, where does the devil go after? He goes after my mind. He goes after your mind. And he said, we must capture every thought. Now, how do I know to capture a thought? Does it contradict the Word of God? When you hear, when you hear people say certain things, Understand this. Does that line up with the Word of God? Does it say what the Word of God says? And if it doesn't, capture it. And ultimately, look what he tells us here in verse 5. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of God. So what does that mean? I must learn to obey the Word of God. And when I obey the Word of God, guys... It breaks the lies and the rebellious attitudes the devil tries to bring every one of us. How do I obey the word of God? Well, that word obedience right there, guys, it it, it means or signifies to obey, compliant submission, hearing, listening, to assent, and to agree with. So just in those words, I want you to let this soak in here. To obey God, I must agree with his word. I must come in compliance with the Word of God. I must live by the Word of God. And this becomes a huge choice for every one of us to say, okay, I'm going to pattern my life after the Word of God. I'm going to submit to the Scriptures. And I don't care what what mankind says, I'm going to live by the Word of God. Now to help us a little bit farther, 
Go with me to, to, to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Here's a great question that, that, that comes to me many times. Is it a sin to have bad thoughts? No. Can I clarify that? The devil's always going to try to put thoughts in your mind. The thing is, what do I do with those thoughts? Do I capture them? See, this, this, little, this little illustration might help you when it comes to your thoughts. I can't keep the birds from flying over my head, but I sure can keep them from nesting in my hair. Same as my thoughts, guys. You're going to have thoughts. You just don't allow them to reside in there and begin that stronghold for every one of us. Doesn't matter who you are. John 8, verse 31. You'll recognize this verse. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him. Now get these three words. If you abide. If you abide. If is a choice. You, that means me personally, it becomes a choice of mine. If you abide. Now that word abide there means to continue in. To remain in. If you abide in my word, you live in my word. Look what it says. You are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So when you read this, guys, I'll never walk in freedom in verse 32 without obeying verse 31. What was the obedience factor in verse 31? i got to abide in the Word. You know what that means? Day by day by day by day by day. I guarantee you there's stuff every one of us in, in here do every day. And a lot of times it's without even thinking. I mean, many of you, the, the, one of the first things you do when you get up, you turn that coffee pot on. One of the first things you do is you start taking your vitamins. You start doing certain things. Well, I believe we need to build that habit in even with the Word of God. Where I make a time every day where I'm going to abide in the Word of God and I'm going to get in the Word of the God because He said, Only when I continue in the Word of God will I be set free. Only then. And the truth is revealed only through the Word of God. Sadly, once again, not all people will accept it. You can be a Christian and not living in victory. Really, yeah. I've been that way. But once I get a hold of the Word of God, guys, He said the truth will set you free. Now, the freedom that Jesus is talking about here is not freedom for you to do and live however you want to do. It's the freedom right here that helps me to follow and serve God. And when I follow and serve God, I become the army slogan. Be all you can be. And that's what the Word of God will do. It'll it'll help you become all that He wants you to be and all that you can be. Think about this in your life. In my life, man, I can look back in the rearview mirror of my life, and I think if it wasn't for giving my heart to Jesus and getting a hold of the Word of God, then my life would have been a wreck. I, I can stand before you. You've heard me say this. I'd either been in dead, I'd either been dead, or I'd been in jail. I would probably been on about my tenth marriage. I would have probably had, you know, kids all over the world. I'm serious. That was the that was the structure of my life, but I look at the word of God and how it's begun to transform me 
And all that is is begin to, to study it and allow the truth to set in me. And there's days I'll say this to myself. That's not what the Word of God says. I mean, I don't watch the nightly news that often because it's a bunch of junk most of the time. But when I watch the news, a lot of times I'll find myself saying, that's, that's not the Word of God. That's nuts. That's human thinking. That's human reasoning. Now let's go a little bit farther tonight. Go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. A lifestyle with the Word and a lifestyle with instruction to the Word and a lifestyle with correction to the Word will lead to a person being a disciple of Christ. I promise you. And the Word of God, once again, guys, it'll correct you. Now, the process, and I'm going to use the word process, the process of change, the process of transformation is as much about taking off as it is putting on. It's as much as about subtraction from addition. Now, I'm going to prove this right here in the Bible, and you'll see again how much your mind plays in part of transformation. Ephesians 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the, rest, as the rest of the Gentiles walk. One translation says, don't follow the crowd. How do the Gentiles walk? In the futility of their mind. In the futility of their thinking. Now, remember last week, it was in Romans one twenty one that we talked about that one of the things that messed people up was they became futile in their thinking. Remember the word futile meant empty. It meant, it meant almost crazy. One translation here says it was purposelessness. And so look here what he says. Don't walk in the futility of their minds. Now he's going to tell us how they walked, and there's five traits in here that will identify what the futility of a mind is. Having their understanding or their moral understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God, they lost touch with God, because of the ignorance that is in them. Remember Hosea said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Because the blindness of their heart to the truth, who being past feeling, given themselves over, to lewdness, you know what lewdness is? They're addicted to perversion, to work all uncleanliness, impurity, and with greediness. Now, the five traits that he's talking about, their understanding was darkened. They were alienated from God. They were ignorant of God's way. They became hard-hearted. And ultimately, the last one, guys, is... They were in an unfeeling state. It means they, they ceased to care. They had no shame. Now, when I read that, I thought, I remember in my life when a lot of that defined me. That defined, that I walked in the futility of mine. So what do we do? Well, keep reading here. Verse 20. But you have not so learned Christ. The best translation on that is, that isn't what you learned about Christ. 
If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So he gets back over to the truth. Remember what Jesus said in John 8, 32? You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. In Romans 3, verse 4, it says, Let God be true and every man a liar. So I get back. The only real truth is Jesus. The only real truth is the Word of God. When everything else will fall, the Word of God will still be here. Now look what goes on here. This is where we get the process of transformation. It has as much to do with taking off as putting on. Verse 22. That you put off. Who? You. That you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which goes corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust. So he's telling me here, throw off that old way of life. He used the principle of first taking something off. And he tells me, put off that sinful nature. That former way of life which leads to, to lust and corruption. Now, here, here's what you've got to understand with just what he said here. You must make the decision to take that junk off. And when you make the decision to take it off, God will grace you. God didn't expect you to get away from all those things in your life on your own because if he would have done that, you wouldn't have needed Jesus. But you've got to come to a conclusion in your life and you say, I don't like that about me. I don't like that characteristic or that behavior in my life. And when you ask, or you say that, and then you ask Father God, begin to grace me, help me. He'll show up. He'll begin to do it. Now, keep reading here with me. Verse 22 again. That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Listen to this. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Part of taking off and putting on has to do with what I renew my mind to. If you spend all day renewing your mind to the TV, you're going to think in line with the TV. If you spend all day listening to Rush Limbaugh, you're going to think in line with, and I'm not knocking any of that, okay? I'm just telling you the fact. If you spend all day watching OMASH reruns, you may be able to tell every one of us about old Hawkeye and Raider, but it ain't going to help you a bit in life. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So what he begins to tell me here is, Allow the Holy Spirit to begin to teach you and help you with the Word of God. And part of that is when you begin to read the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You know, Jesus said He's the great teacher. He'll show you things to come. He'll lead you into truth. Welcome the Holy Spirit. And when you begin to read the Bible, I tell you, the Bible will come alive to you. I've read the Bible before where it was more about quantity than quality and I could have read for 30 minutes and after I finished if you'd have said what'd you read I'd said I can't tell you nothing have any of you ever been there is that just me that happens to me and I'm like so I back up and I said man Holy Spirit help me I sit down today and I say 
Open the eyes of my understanding. Bring the word. Allow the word of God to come alive to me. Give me fresh eyes here. So he tells us here. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now just because you learn a few new verses. That doesn't mean you're going to walk in victory necessarily. How do you know that? Think about when Father God. He took the Israelites out of Egypt. But he couldn't take Egypt out of them. They had to make that decision. And one of the ways they began to make that decision is they had to begin to think in line with the Word of God and what God said. Remember what God told them? He said, listen, boys, I'm leading you to a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm leading you to the promised land. But because they did not believe the Word of God and they did not renew their mind to that, guess what? For 40 years they ran, wandered around in the desert. And if I'm not careful, this is how my life will look. 2014 is going to come and go at 2015. And guess what? I'm going to keep going around the mountain. And I'm going to keep looking and I'm going to say, I wish God would do something. Well, guess what? God's already done something. And he's telling us, begin to renew your mind to this. And once you start reading the word and thinking in line with the word of God, you'll believe the word of God. When you believe the word of God, you'll act on the word of God. Keep going here. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man. And that you put on the new man. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Remember, this this passage, the highlight between putting off and putting on was, was found in verse 23. Renew my mind. Renew my mind. Renew my mind. And so when I think about putting on the new man, one of the ways I put on the new man is every day, I renew my mind. I renew my mind. I renew my mind. I renew my mind. It's like daily. You put on your clothes. Well, part of your clothing is the Word of God. Daily, put on your mind. Put on the Word. Put on the Word. Put on the Word. That you put on the new man, which is created according to God, in true righteousness and true holiness. And so this is what begins to happen. And so let, let's, let's review just real quickly what we talked about here tonight. We started there in Romans 12, and he said, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of my mind to the Word of God. Then we got over there in, into 2 Corinthians 10, and in verses 3, 4, and 5. And remember, he started talking about capture every thought that doesn't come to the obedience of Christ. So the stronghold in every one of our lives is, is born from our thinking. And a lot of times our thinking happens uh, uh, what was spoken over or said, said about us. And this could go back even from childhood where maybe you were told you can't ever do that. Maybe you were told you're, you're stupid. And so what ultimately happens is I begin to believe that lie. And that, that stronghold was birthed in my mind when someone said you were stupid. And guess what? Before long, you begin to, to, to believe that. People don't like you. You're going to end up just like your daddy. And before long, what will happen is people will refer back, well, just how is your daddy? And I had people would say to me, when I was young, I'll never forget this, they would say, you look like your grandpa, and you act like your grandpa. 
Well, how did my grandpa act? He died in his early 50s of alcoholism. And so before long, guess what happened? That very thought, that very word, that stronghold began to dominate me. And it kept dominating until what? I begin to renew my mind to the Word of God. And according to Colossians 1.13, he said that I have become a partaker of his divine nature because of what Jesus said. And Colossians 1.13 says that he has delivered me out of the power of darkness. So I begin to look at that and I think, so if I'm a child of God, he's already delivered me out of the power of darkness. So I might as well just start walking in that. And so what begins to happen, guys, there begins to be a transformation. That caterpillar doesn't go to a butterfly just overnight. It's a process. Well, that was the process with me. So I go on in life, and I go on in life, and I keep saying, I thank you, Father God, that alcohol has no dominion on me. And I've said this over and over. I had three-by-five cards in in my bathroom, in my pocket. So what was I doing on a daily basis? I was renewing my mind to the Word of God. And I said, you know what? I'm no longer a caterpillar. I'm a butterfly. I believe I can fly. And before long, the Word of God that I renewed my mind to changed the way I thought. And guess what? The more I spoke the Word and the more I began to meditate and think on the Word, the more my actions and my behaviors began to change but I begin to believe the Word of God. I would look at that and I would say, I've been delivered. I've been delivered. And so what ultimately happened was I had to make the choice. I'm going to put off that old man that was full of deceit and the lust of my flesh. And I renewed my mind. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind to the Word of God and put on that new man. And so guess what? Every time you see this, all you're seeing is a man that's been transformed. And I don't say, woo look at me, look at me. Look at the Word of God. And the Word of God will change. I, I don't care where, I don't care what that stronghold is. I don't care what that bondage is. There's some of you in here that say, I've been addicted to pornography my whole life. It started when I was eight years old and I picked up a Playboy and ever since then. Yeah, I realized that. Strongholds, that's how the devil gets in. And before long, man, that thing, it's got a hold of you. But listen, speak the Word of God. Speak the Word of God. You may have a stronghold of lying. You may be the very person that they say every time he opens his mouth, he's lying. We all know people like that. But I'm going to tell you, you start getting a hold of the truth of the Word of God. And allow the Word of God to renew my mind. And man, you begin to say, I thank you, Father God. I tell the truth. I tell the truth. I tell the truth. Maybe you've had problems with cussing. Man, you just cuss. Man, I got a guy that comes into my office periodically, and I mean, he'll just let it rip to this day. And I just kind of sit there, and it, it, it tickles me, because you know what? This may be a huge revelation to you. You know what dogs do? Dogs bark. You know what cats do? They meow. And you know what lions do? They growl. And you know what sinners do? They sin. And so it doesn't bother me when I do. But the problem is, is we don't want to stay there. I don't want to be born again in 30 years. I'm still circling the mountain. Been, man, I can't get past Yeah, you can get past it. 
You renew your mind to the Word of God, I can tell you, you'll, get, you'll get past it. And sometimes get a hold of someone that'll hold you accountable and look at them and say, man, we're going to speak the Word together. That's what I had to do with Shelly. I'm telling you guys, she would speak the Word with me. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. There were nights she would see me so drunk that I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even, couldn't even walk. I'm not proud of it. Just telling you the truth. And I remember her laying hands on me and speaking the things of God over me. And right there, she would, this is Romans 4, 17, she would call those things that be not. I mean, this is a dude who can't even talk. He's slumbering. He's talking in other tongues and doesn't even know it. And she would say, he's a man of God. He's a man of God. He's going to serve God. He's going to serve God. He's going to serve God. And I tell you guys, the things of God begin to erupt in me. And he's no respecter of persons. So what's the deal tonight? Got to think in line with the Word of God. Think in line. The only way that happens, guys, is to be a student of the Word of God. Just get in the Word. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Stand up before the nursery gets into me. You know, my job is just to tell you the truth and love you. And... Anytime people say stuff to me like, Pastor, I'm struggling in an area. I'm addicted to this. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't move me a bit, guys. You know why? Number one, I know how that is. I've been there. But, but, but number two, I mean, we're all human beings. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so the goal isn't to condemn you and say, straighten up, straighten up. Ernest, quit, no, I'll be careful what I say. I was going to use it. I was going to say, Ernest, quit shooting your boss the finger, but he doesn't do that, and I know he doesn't do it, but I was just going to, see, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to say, man, let's get a hold of the Word of God. Let's allow the Word of God to change us, okay? Let's pray. And you may be in here tonight, and you may say, man, I, 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 I've got some strongholds. Man, they got me where I'm about ready to tap out. Got me in a headlock. Just raise our heads to heaven right now. Father God, we love you tonight. And we thank you, Lord, for your word. That we love your word. And we desire to hear your word and to live by your truth. And Father, right now we just ask you to help us. Help us in the thinking, our minds, Lord, that we be renewed in the spirit of our minds. And Lord, I pray your help right now for every person in this room that has any type of stronghold. Father God, stuff that's dominated in the name of Jesus, that you begin to help men and women all over this auditorium, Lord. Now, we ask that you saturate us with your word. And we thank you that right now we, we speak John 8, 31 and 32, Lord. That as we abide in the Word, that the Word of God will set us free. And I thank you that Word is moving right here in Jesus' name. Now bless all these tonight under my voice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.